Sports meets beer. Beer. Hey, everybody. Check it out. Sports meets beer podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Episode number 40, the Gale Sayers tribute. This is just a tribute. <laughs> sing it from, you gotta hear my friend sing. Yeah, sing it. You gotta sing it. Hey, my brother came all the way from Arizona. You're not gonna sing for him? <laughs> oh my goodness. That is Brad Barmore with the Golden Pipes. My name is Ben Perry with the Stuffed Up Nose. We are the Sports Meets Beer Podcast. Uh, if you've not listened to the show before, fuck you. <laughs> we, we basically talk about sports, uh, we talk about food, and we talk about beer. Uh, a lot of times we are drinking beer as we are talking about said sports and said food. Um, really, really simple. If you haven't listened to uh, any of our episodes, and this is by chance your first opportunity, um, I kind of question your clicking because this is this is part two. You should have listened to part one. Part one, you hear about how we named this Gale Sayers, Gale Sayers tribute, uh, and uh, that's it. That's pretty much pretty simple. <laughs> I mean, that's... T- what, what else do you need? Yeah, exactly. Frankly. We don't need our loyal listeners to rehear how we or to listen again to how we picked Gale. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we got a couple things in this episode. This is a beer heavy episode. In fact, that's all we're doing. This is uh, we had a 40 ounce challenge. We got some beers from Sierra Nevada. Uh, that's it. That's what this episode's about. It is. <laughs> You're watching video clips, I know you I'm are. I'm not, I'm not. I just an email came across <laughs> that I like had like caught my attention that I gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, again, uh, Sports Meets Beer Podcast. Brad, Ben, beer, meat, food. Sports. Blah. Everything. Listen. Check it out. Enjoy. <laughs> Watch out now. All right. Beer time, everybody. Here we go. Sports Meets Beer, episode 40. Mr. Gale Sayers, Dedication Week. Uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to our sports discussion of episode 40. That'd be part one. That would be part one. Because you're listening to part two. You missed out on us discussing mostly just kind of where the, the state of the Golden State Warriors, for they are the best team in all of the land. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it it's exactly what we thought it would be, really, for the right. most part. Right. Um, you know, a little bit of a different like path to get there, but they really are exactly what we thought they would be. Um, so... You know, everybody needs to stop wringing their hands over some of the silliness. <laughs> exactly. But that is neither here nor there. A phrase we haven't used in a while. We have not used that in quite a while. It is episode 40, and we are, what I have in front of me right now, I'm going to even close my laptop so that I can see. <laughs> we, got a couple, out, we got a couple things going on. Yeah, laid out in front of me right now are three pint glasses filled with the golden and amber waves of <laughs> Hard malt <work>. liquor. <laughs> so... Just to, to put this out, out there, um, normally we review a couple different beers. We we generally focus, and all we talk about are craft beers, stuff that we have. It's hard to get our hands on sometimes, some stuff that's, uh, you know, easier to get, but definitely worth the try. I, as a silly idea, I said, because this is our 40th episode, we should do 40 ounces, uh, to which Brad said, you're an idiot. Don't do that. I did not say you were an idiot. <laughs> I, I did not say you were an idiot. I said, ugh. Yeah. Because I recalled uh, the episode where we tasted the E4040. Yes, that was like episode five or four. We have to look right. back through the archives, but it's there. Um, so I shouldn't have said, eh, I should have gone, ugh. Yeah. In my E40 impression. <laughs> Just locked tight, or locked tight, by the way. So I told, he goes, could you really tell the difference between any of those malt liquors? And I go, I guarantee I could. 
Oh my goodness! So here we go. We're gonna jump into this. I got we have three three beers, so three I'm, malt liquors so, in front of me. So I've got three of them in no particular order. We have uh, Old English, we have Steel Reserve, and we have Mickey's. Three of the classics. Yeah. This uh, is for for the record. This is called the Jeff Fitzpatrick trifecta. You don't know him, but he drinks malt liquor. Uh, Isaac Chalker, who we had on the show, friend yeah, of the program. Isaac Chalker also loves. No sports. kidding. Yeah. This this should be the Isaac Chalker moment. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that we did not have any cold 45 though. They didn't have. A, I've almost bought one. It's a 24 ounce can, not a 40, so it didn't qualify. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't have a good time without drinking. It's gonna be harder than I thought. <laughs> All right, so so we're still we're going one, two, three. Sure, we're going one, two, three. Nope, okay, that's fine. Okay, so it's from uh, as I'm talking, guys. It's from right to left on your radio. He's sampling. Ooh, okay. Okay, I think I know what that one is. <laughs> I don't know why this is making me laugh so much. Just you sipping on terrible beers. Yeah. Tell what's in your head right now. What are you thinking? So I'm going for it. So with a malt liquor, it, there's there's definitely a... a His eyes are watering, guys. <laughs> there's definitely a <laughs> consistency with that, which is sweetness. And that's what I'm basically looking for is trying to remember back when I was in my early 20s and early teens drinking 40s um, about the, the sweetness level. Just for um, record, it makes me laugh that all three of these 40s came in plastic bottles now. Yeah, this P- that's the thing now, PET bottles. That's so funny. They went back to Miller High Life Quartz, went back to Did glass. They? Yeah. There's so, there were so many people outraged. They weren't buying them anymore. Really? Well, I mean, a little brief history on why they did that. And ultimately, because people were cracking them and hitting them over each other. Well, there's that, but like in the in the just on the operation side of, of beer distribution, when you break a 12 ounce bottle, it makes a gigantic mess. When you break a 40 ounce bottle, holy shit, does it go every? There's it's a sea of water of, of beer and foam. Right. And you're talking to a guy who's knocked over three pallets of Miller 32s one time. Uh, that's another story for another time. Oh my god. Uh, but so with these now, so you break cut down on the breakage. It's also a weight issue. So now the case, because the cases before were monsters when you had 12 40 ounce bottles. Now transportation cost is less. You get better fuel efficiency. You ultimately get a cheaper product. Um, Also, Miller Coors or Miller Brewing actually invented the plastic liner. They were the first ones who took their beer out of the can and bottle and put it into plastic. Yep. It lasted a short while before aluminum became so popular. But while it was popular, it was a perfect like event packaging. Yeah. Um, They had this double walled. Um, liner that really kept the beer cold, and that's what those 40s have on them. Because I bought those things over an hour ago, and they're still cold. Yeah. So it's there's multiple reasons, um, but at the end of the day, it's still a 40 ounce. No matter you yeah. can you know put lipstick yeah. on a pig, it's still a pig. Yeah. So enough I'm stalling. Going, yeah. Enough stalling. <laughs> okay. I'm almost ready. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like a Westminster dog show. First, second, third. Yeah, just grab him by the crotch. Grab him by the crotch, smell your fingers. Steel oldie Mickey's. Do that again. Steel oldie Mickey's. You got the oldies and the Mickey's backwards. Oh. <laughs> you were so sure and you you killed the steel reserve first. I was like, holy shit in the face, this yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy with his 40s over here. Oh no, Steel's got a very, 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 very distinct flavor and taste. Uh, and I thought Mickey's did too. But till alas, I, I go one out of three. 
That's not bad. You're hitting 333. <laughs> and I haven't thrown up yet, so look at it that way. Oh, God. Holy moly. Well, we'll do some photos of these uh, glorious 40s. We should pour all those into one glass and see if I can get one of the team members to take a sip. <laughs> In a second. No, Let's take an over-under on who's going to do it. We should not do that. It would be a great idea. That. All right. We actually we have a real beer that we're going to discuss right Two now. Two real beers. We do. Let's discuss this first one right now. Uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada sidecar. It's an orange pale ale. What uh, what do we know about this, Ben? Do we know anything about it? Uh, I know nothing about it because uh, right. I did not do my homework on it. Right. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll as we open, it's we got time to chill. We're good. Um, it you know the, one of the things that we that we try to do on this show we obviously didn't do it with the with the malt liquors. So uh, pardon me for uh, for not doing this, but we try to focus on. There's five points. When you sample a beer, taste a beer, um, when you go through it, it's 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 AATMF, and, and what that stands for is uh, is appearance, aroma, mouthfeel. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, taste, mouthfeel, and finish. Apparently, those 40s have already hit in, <laughs> kicked in. I don't know my, how my taste buds are going to be. Not only do I have a uh, you know a little head cold, but then I just drink sips of 40s. What is going on today? I know about basketball. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it is. It's been a topsy turvy one today, guys. Keep everyone on their toes. Um, yeah. So this this is uh, you know Sierra Nevada has been. Um, the, it's first of all a very a brand that I'm very 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 uh, loyal to and very passionate to. But it doesn't change my reviews of their beers. They've made some amazing beers. They've made a few that have have been misses. Doo doo pants. Yeah, and I'm not gonna you know we're not gonna go through their their portfolio right this second. But trust me, if they had a if this was a bad beer in front of me, I will tell you that I don't like it and it's a bad beer. But I am impressed with their level of quality. I'm impressed with their innovation. I'm a little saddened that they didn't jump on the IPA popularity right away. They dug their heels in and really decided to not do it. And when they finally did, you know, they got into this little beef with Lagunitas about logo infringement and just kind of a weird thing. Some say it was a calculated attempt to get more notoriety and more attention and more publicity. Um, Others are denying it, but what are you going to do? This beer, though, looks interesting. Um, you know, I'm drinking this out of a, a rocks glass, which is shouldn't have any effect on the aroma whatsoever. But the appearance, you know, you've got a nice off-white head, um, which is we poured this a few minutes ago, which is sticking around, which is really interesting. When I swirl it around, you get a lot of good lacing, you know, and lacing is that residue that the foam leaves behind. If you don't know that, when you pretend you take a a sip out of a beer, there should be a ring and a line left in the glass. Um, that's referred to as lacing. That shows that you're drinking out of a beer clean glass. If the glass is not beer clean, uh, it will completely slide off the side and you won't see any any uh, remnants of the beer. So that's a good sign already. Um, this I'm not so good on the aroma, so I'm gonna I'm gonna default to you on this one. I get some there is like there is a pretty like legit malt in this. Like I don't want to say crystal malt because I don't think that's right, but there's like a very much like a, a malt or grain profile in this, and it's really it's like tan. It says orange pale, but it's really it's like a sweet orange, like not even like zest. Like it doesn't come across very bright. It's almost like just it's like very sweet. very muted. Yeah, um, that's probably part of the. It's a, I'm looking at the malt on their page, which is uh, SierraNevada.com. Um, Looking at that, and it's part of the Munich malt, so you're getting a lot of that Bavarian German mm-hmm. malt, which has that inherent sweetness, not so much any brightness from from uh, 
from citrus. Um, it also has honey malt too, so that's going to give you some sweetness as well. But this is uh, this comes in at, at five three uh, and only thirty five IBUs. Oh, that so makes sense. yeah, I mean this is it, essentially it's a line extension of their existing pale ale. They have set the bar with pale ale. It's one of the first legacy beers for for craft beer movement and in, in, in micro beer movement. Um, the label is very similar; it just has a small splash of orange on there. But ultimately, um, they t- took their pale ale and citrus. It is all they did. So I feel like this is a page out of the Ballast Point book with Sculpin. They just did it with yeah. their pale ale. Yes. Interesting. So, you know, I again aroma. I'm I'm off on it, but like you said, it's pretty uh, uh, pretty. Uh, uh, muted and or uh, those are my words, not yours, but that's what we got to with it. But you know, the taste is there. I taste the pale ale. I don't get the balance that I normally would. No, with a Sierra Nevada. There's the hops in my mind are non-existent. There's not a. There's not much no, bittering with, it. With thirty-five Six, though, now you, you, no, you I can't know. expect any kind of punch. Oh, I'm not necessarily looking for a punch, but I like I'm looking for like some bitterness to balance this out. Right, something, and there just isn't. You know. In in after taking a sip and waiting like two minutes before my next sip, I get bitterness on the back of my palate. It's there. It's not prevalent in the taste. It's in the in the afterwards in the finish. So you get a lot, little bit of bitterness. Not a lot. A little bit on the back end. So I don't want to jump too yeah. too far out of whack on the uh, AATMF. But the uh, yeah the 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 taste is is it feels a little unbalanced, um, and it. It just feels like it's been paleo that just they, they threw some citrus in. It doesn't feel like it was intended to be this way initially. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. Um, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the carbonation level is great as their pale ale is. I'm not, I, I think that's usually the biggest thing that we critique. We've, we're very common in that, that we can either use some more, it's perfect, that we need less, whatever. Um, diving back in, I mean, this. I imagine that this in a can on a boat on a lake would be pretty good. Ice cold, um, yeah. yeah. Ice yeah. cold would be great. Um, you know, this is a great. It's still a good temperature. I think it's. I think it's decent, um, but it wouldn't be my first reach for them. You know, we tried the torpedo, uh, the the tropical torpedo, and I I like that beer so much better. Yes, I just feel. Like I like this, that beer a lot too. I just feel like this is a little bit of a misstep with Sierra Nevada. They're just trying to throw citrus into another beer that they have, and it just. I, this is one of their huge initiatives for the year, I could tell you that. But Well, you know what? I don't know if it's necessarily a misstep for them in that like it was a mistake to do this. No. Oh, no, no. I think it was a swing and a miss. Right. Is what it is. I think they had the right idea. Because really, like you know, their seasonal program, you know, which we've kind of already said here, but their seasonal program is one of the best out there. I mean, they... Right. I think it's second to none. In the, as far as you, if you take a large, large format brewery, yeah. it doesn't get much better. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I applaud them for trying to make a go of it, but I just think they... They they hit a dribbler down the line here, guys. Yeah, this is uh yeah. Is this uh is this an every day or is this a seasonal? I don't see that on the It doesn't say. I think this is an everyday offering. Right. I, but and uh, what I when I bring up their seasonal, I'm not necessarily referring oh, to this gotcha, is a seasonal. Gotcha. What I'm saying is that like when they typically when they typically swing for the fences with something you know they have they have their their share of home runs, right? Um, that's had, what I'm getting yeah. at. So I don't know that they made a mistake by trying to make this, but I, what I am saying is that, you know, I just think that, you know, maybe they didn't, they didn't quite get it there. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, let me uh, 
They're, they're saying that they've, they've added orange to it. This is the part that's interesting to me. On the ingredient list, it goes through what the uh, yeast, hops, uh, bittering hops, finishing hops, malts, and other. It says orange. On the descriptor, it talks about uh, the citrus and, and use, you know using, um, using the orange peel, um, which I don't necessarily get any of that out of it. And that's more in the aroma, so I'm missing that, obviously, because of my head cold. But I don't feel like... I want to know how, like... At least with like, I feel like with grapefruit ballast point, they they said we use emulsified grapefruits for this portion. We use the peel in this portion. We they kind of break down the use of the of the uh, of the grapefruit in this. They're just saying, oh, well, it's it's got orange flavor. That could be extract. It could be. It's yeah. not. You know, you don't know this is Florida oranges or California. You know, these aren't aren't uh, Southern California navel oranges. Right. Not that that necessarily matters, but it would be nice to know how much of the orange they're pro- putting in the process. Um, I just think that's that's an important important thing because um, it feels clumsy. A little bit, you know. It's it's definitely I would you know the best thing I say it's unbalanced. Unbalanced is the best best word with this beer. Um, sometimes that works with beers, and other times it doesn't. This time it's not really working for me. Um, I would give this probably uh, you know this this would be two pinochles. Out of a full house, that's just me. I have a different rating scale than most people. I have a different rating scale on every episode, as a matter of fact. I already like where we're going with this beer camp, okay. though, this golden IPA. So the beer camp, um, if we could talk briefly about that. So in my, my time in my previous career uh, in the distributor life, um, you know, the beer, I was lucky enough to kind of see the beer camp immersion early on. Um, you know, this was... They had a small pilot brewery. Um, they played around with beers. They had, you know, their brewers that just, hey, this is something that small batch stuff. It was brewery funded to come up with great ideas. The whole program with the beer camp was really cool. And then it opened up to, hey, if you're a loyal retailer and or distributor, some distributor partner that's done really well, come on up and brew with us. And then the idea is that they'd brew the beer. Um, everyone in the, everyone, every retailer that had it, would they'd send a keg down to their restaurant or, or bar, which was a great idea because then they go, I helped conceptualize, make this beer. I did everything from start to finish. It sits in the fermentation tanks. They leave, it gets kegged, and it rolls down to them. Great idea. So then the beer camp evolves into this, okay, well, now we, once we find a home run, let's mass produce it. Release it. They did the variety pack. That and then turn in, uh, they did the 12, the beer camp 12 beers variety pack. Which was awesome. It came out. It was like a 1999 12 pack. Really awesome collaboration beers all throughout. And now it's kind of taken off a journey on its own. Uh, Beer Camp is, is is widely successful with Sierra Nevada, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. It, it started off with just an idea, and it just formulated into this massive thing. And now it's part of there. It's a division of them that utilizes so many of their local ingredients. It sources their. I think most of the hops come from their farm, their estate there, which is another line of beers they have. So again, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sierra Nevadas. Not so much of the sidecar, but hopefully this one, this Golden IPA, which um, I believe you had on tap here before, right? At the restaurant? Uh, yeah. As a patron, I think I had it over there. But yes. anyway, this is a very light. Um, it's very lightly filtered. We didn't talk about the sidecar. The sidecar was very clear. Yes. Uh, very, very strong. Uh, filtered well. This has got a small light haze to it. It's golden in color. You have a really bright white head on it uh, as far as the foam goes, um, which is really, really great. I'm not getting, I, I get a, I mean, I just get, um, 
I kind of get sweet, sweet grass out of the nose of this. Um, again, I got a little bit of a head cold, so I could be smelling cold medicine. But uh, the aromas, I mean, if it's, it seems pretty nice. I get a little bit of grass. There is like, you know, some nice pine in this. Yeah. A little bit of uh, pineapple as well. I could totally um, see that. Only, I mean, I taste it now and I, I can, I'm kind of jumping ahead. I was always that kid in class. They're on page 12. I was on page 16. <laughs> Didn't do well for my grades, but whatever. Yeah, I taste, I, I smell some good pineapple. The grass, I totally get. Um, it smells sweet and it smells, but it doesn't smell like really like, you know, that danky. No, 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 not at all. You don't get any of that. No. No, this beer is uh, for, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't look at this beer style. I just saw the golden. I didn't realize it was an IPA because I don't feel like it, t- it drinks like an IPA. This, is, uh, this comes in at uh, 50 IBUs and 6.5. Really? It's interesting because 50 IBUs, you know, for an IPA, that's a pretty low. It's really low, That's yeah. a really malt-forward IPA. But I don't find this to be like, I, don't, I wouldn't quantify this as like a really malty beer, though. Would you? No. No, because the hops do, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually really fairly dry. It's a really dry drinker. Um, you know, when you taste it, I get that. I get a little bit of a very slight bit of bitterness, a little bit of malt backbone, but not a ton. It's still the hops overpower the malt. Uh, but I get this uh, a really dry finish on it. Really, really soaks up. And that's, you know, maybe that's the alcohol burn of the 6.5, but that's not a high. That's not a high ABV. To give you that traditional alcohol uh, feeling in your mouth, right? Um, no, this is it's pretty clean. I like it a lot. This is really good. It's far better than the sidecar. I think this is great. This is um, this is you know, if this beer came out two years ago, it'd be called a session IPA for sure. Yes, uh, just because of how easy drinking it is, um, and I think this is. This, to me, that pendulum of IPAs, you know, everyone wants sessions. So it was like a 4.2 to a 4.9, rarely over four, never into fives uh, IPA. It was usually their bitterness was cut in half. And it was just kind of a, it, didn't, it was a beer with not much backbone. Right. Um, this has got the backbone. I think this is what session IPAs wanted to be. Uh, yes, I could not agree with you more on that. Um, without the name being session. Session just made, basically is like, hey, take our regular IPA, cut it in half. And that's what you get. You know, our IPA is eight. This is a four. And our bitterness are 85. Now it's 42 and a half. Uh, but it's one of those things where this is this is really finishing clean. It does really well. It's telling us to use uh, for cheese. You all know IPAs go well with cheese. <laughs> it says to use sharp goat cheese. Um, lemon sorbet dessert, which I would get. That that grassiness would, come, would pair really well with that lemon. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome. I'm a lemon meringue guy myself, but that's just me. <laughs> lemon tarts. Lemon anything? Lemon heads? Uh, no, this is, I think this is, this is a really strong beer. This is really good. Yeah, I think this, this is, would be, uh, this is a great summer beer. God, I wish they put this in the cans. Looks like they're only doing bottles, but man, this is, this is good. Yeah, I'm digging For it. For sure. I'm digging it. Um, yeah, I mean, the finish again, I, I, I don't know. Tell me what your finish is. I mean, I, like I said, I got a little dryness out of it, but tell me what you think. I don't find it to be particularly dry. There's just the right amount of like, just the right amount of stickiness in this. Like it is a, it's a very clean finish. Not a lot of linger. Right. I don't find it drying out the sides of my tongue or the back of my palate really. Um, it, uh, it's an, it's a nice easy drinker. I, I, 
I find it to be like, you know, some beers that we review on the show, we say, oh, it's just, it's a little drier, it's a little bitter, but it makes you want to go back in for another sip. Right. This is really clean. It does not have a ton of finish to it, which I think actually works in its favor. Um, and this is a very crushable. crushable I can, beer. dude, I see us drinking this on your new deck when you get that thing built. Yeah. Hanging out on the front porch, watching the kids play basketball and having a couple of these. Yes. This is totally that beer. Yes. I totally agree with you. Not to paint a picture of like single dad life. That wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> the wives are inside hanging gay, out. Gay, gay dad life. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Anyways, great beer. Uh, two two awesome offerings from Sierra Nevada. Three terrible offerings from the malt liquor section on uh, episode part two. Part two. Part two of Sports Meets Beer Podcast. Check us out uh, when you get a chance. Uh, hit us out on all of our social media. Uh, that'd be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Sports Meets, M-E-A-T-S, beer. Of course, you know that because you clicked on this from the iTunes store or the uh, Libsyn website. Um, yes. If you get a chance, do email us, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. And in any reviews, if you could do uh, two things that would help us out, share this with your friends. Uh, also, review the podcast. And how do, this is good or bad. Give us something. Uh, the more reviews we get overall, it helps us out. So... Help a small, cheap, uh, inexpensive podcast out because that will help us out <laughs> yeah. to get a sponsor. <laughs> and if you want to sponsor a cheap, quiet, easy podcast, please call us or reach out to us at <laughs> sportsmeetspirit at gmail.com. Oh, that's that's the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening and checking out. Uh, part three is going to be dropping as well. Talk about some food stuff. If you missed uh, part one, listen to that one. We talk about Warriors. We're out. Night-night. <laughs>